It's the Pop My Culture Podcast with your hosts, Cole Stratton and Vanessa Ragland. Hey everybody, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast 100th episode! It's our centennial. That's right. In uh, its own little way. That's right. Uh, I am the male host of the show, Cole Stratton. And I am the gender ambiguous host, (laughs) Vanessa Ragland. Thank you guys for uh, coming to the show, and thank you for all your support. Oh, we can't believe we've made it to 100 episodes. It's pretty crazy. It's been so fun for us, and today is like... The nerd cherry on top of the nerd ice cream that we have been binging on for 99 episodes. Yep. And, and you know, we, in addition to our listeners, we, I, there's a lot of people that have supported us. Yes. Uh, big thanks to the Nerdist Network and Chris Hardwick over there. Thank you so much. Who brought us on, um, I think in episode 67 yeah. or so, when they were kind of putting their network together. And that's helped us come to a lot of your ears. Yeah. That sounds weird. We're in there right uh, now. That's right. <laughs> so thanks so much to the guys at Nerdist. Thanks very much to uh, Rolling Stone. Yep. Who uh, really helped put us on the map. Featuring us and also IFC and Mashable. We've been so lucky to get a lot of support from people. And it's all really because of the support of our listeners. So yep. thank you guys for bringing any kind of attention to us and leaving us nice reviews on iTunes, which yep. you can still do. Um, and we've also been fortunate to have wonderful sponsors. Like, this has grown into a great thing. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter T for Tonks. Uh, T-O-N-X. It's great coffee. We're going to tell you a little bit more about it later. But if you go to tonks.org and check it out, um, it's delicious. Their customer service is great. And it's subscription coffee. So you can make the most fancy, schwanky coffee after your one night stand and maybe turn (laughs) it into a relationship. All right. I don't think they're going to like that pitch. I don't know if they will either, but thank you, Tonks. You guys are awesome. Thanks, boys. That's right. Also, this is a special episode. It is. Uh, we uh, we are listener-supported yep. in addition to our sponsors. Um, and uh, thank you guys so much for all that you've done. We, we really appreciate we, it. Uh, leading up to this said that, like, hey, we're going to save our a couple thanks for until the 100th episode. We've been sitting and on them. feel free to leave it out as to how you want us to do the things. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to the show in the past, we've done all sorts of weird things. Vanessa's done her raps. Yep. Strangely, no one requested that, nope, Vanessa. Nope. Uh, People did request topless thank yous, though, which we are doing right now, by the right. way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cole's very distracted. It's weird. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> pulling his collar and sweating. <laughs> Uh, so for the couple of people that, that donated specifically for this episode, uh, who gave us some very nice, yep. very nice donations. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, we, uh, we like to say to hello. We're going to adhere to, uh, their request for thank yous. Yep. And strangely, uh, they requested. Oh, I've got to go. Oh, you get to leave? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I hope. Wait a second. Hi. Beefaroni. Can I sit in this seat? It's warm. Beef, you're so polarizing. People love you or hate you that listen to this show. Well, I don't mind. Well, that's good. You can well, think whatever you want. We're all God's children. Okay, Beef. Well, there's a couple people that actually requested that you help them in the thank yous. Oh. So uh, first up is, uh, is, is Doug. Doug. Like my mom dug a hole. No, it's Thanks, not, it's spelled Mom. different. It's D-O-U-G. It's not D-U-G. It's, no, it's pronounced Doug. Doug. No, it's pronounced Doug. Doug. Thank you, Doug. I'd like to take you out on the town and share a can of some sort of legume with you, Doug. Nope. Okay. Mm. Oh, Doug's donation disappeared, Beef. Oh, bye-bye. Uh, also, Rick, who, Rick. Uh, R-I-K. Rick. Mm-hmm. That's a name. It is. Sounds he, uh, like a stick. 
He would love it if you would serenade him with the okay. Selena Gomez classic, I Love You Like. Lucky for him. That's my favorite song right now. Great. I, dear Rick, I, I love you like a love song, Ricky. I, I love you like a love song, Ricky. Okay, Beef. That sounds I, that's very I nice. No, no, Beef. It's good. Like that's good. That's good. He's okay. Okay. He's Thank okay. you, Rick. Yep. Nobody yes. ever wants me to sing, but I sure have fun. It's it. You look like you have a breeze Ooh. too, right? Um, there's one more person to thank, though. He didn't. He actually asked for. I don't know. This guy Mason asked for Jason Statham. To well, I brought it, him with me. You brought Jason Statham. Come with on you? out, Jason. Let me sit on your lap. I've been waiting in the car this entire time. Where are my driving gloves? I'm the transporter. Oh, sorry, Jason. There's somebody named named Mason that wants you to say something. Mason. Yeah. Or was it? Is he need a driver? Or drive him? Uh, he'll drive you, Mason. Say thank you to Mason. Thank you, Mason, for, for whatever you did. Ooh, I want to rub my body on the carpet. No, don't do that. You'll get all staticky. Sorry. You shocked me, Beef. Uh, That's not good. I didn't mean to. Well, boy, I can't believe you've got a catchphrase. <laughs> Thanks, right. guys. Thank you, guys. <laughs> wow. And thank you to everybody who made it through that. That's right. <laughs> you can do that because we're dangling a big-ass carrot, and his name's Weird Al. <laughs> yeah, guys, eyes on the prize. Weird Al will be here in a moment. <laughs> eyes on the prize. Eyes on the prize. Uh, thank you guys so much for donating. We um, really appreciate yeah, it. Yep, you can go to popmyculturepodcast.com. There's a donate button there every little bit helps we love it and it makes our day and then we get to talk about you yep and feel free to send us an email info at popmyculturepodcast.com we will write you back yeah we will sometimes it takes a while but it's always worth it that's right we <laughs> carefully pick out each cyber word yeah. we use to send you through the electronic source is big that's right so thank you guys so much and without further ado <gasps> episode 100 of pop my culture with <laughs> weirdo uh, our guest today for our Wow, 100th episode, uh, straight out of Linwood, uh, the what? king of, uh, well, pop culture parody. He's an amazing writer, singer, musician, Weird Al Yankovic. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be here celebrating triple digits with you. Oh, That's right. yeah, it's a big excitement. It's like my forefinger. Just kidding. No, my forefinger does have triple digits. Let's, let's see, let's see. Right? Just you're, like everybody. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like mine. Wow, we have similar DNA, apparently. Oh my gosh, we're related. Oh, guys, we're cut from the same strand. <laughs> the same rib, Cole. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, let's get into a creationism debate on the pop culture podcast. I always want to go there. <laughs> really? Just kidding, that was my first time. Oh, ever. boy. Yeah, I think You've so. Been dabbling I think in it. So. And really we turned over a really weird new leaf on episode 100. Went to places I never thought it would. Oh, uh, thanks it? for being weird here. Sure, sure, sure. Weird new leaf. What? what? <laughs> Nothing. Huh? Nothing. <laughs> oh, okay, keep going. I'm really excited today. Well, me too. Really? Well, who wouldn't be? Oh, you're right. <laughs> We've all got fingers. <laughs> it's just great to be alive. Woo, what I mean, <laughs> Eeyore probably wouldn't be too excited. Eeyore has a core of happiness in him. It's true, Under but I, don't, I think Eeyore would be a pretty bad podcast guest. Yeah. <laughs> You've got this goth facade. <laughs> underneath. He's a real sweetheart. Yes. But what if he wasn't like that on a podcast? What if you bring him in and he's like, hey, everybody, hey, Eeyore's here. That's just a part I play on TV, <laughs> <That's> okay? <right. laughs> I'm so happy. Oh, God. I always have to rein me in. That's like my 25th take. I'm over the <laughs> top, usually. Because he's the donkey. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm not on my game today. we got to warm up. You start cold. <laughs> okay. Well, let's be, we always start at the top by talking about some really important things. Uh-oh. Yeah. Like uh, the fact that Chatting Tatum has been named People's Sexiest Man of the Year. Yes. I thought Alive. it was Mark Delaney. 
It was Channing Tatum? It was Channing Tatum. It's Rob Delaney in all of our hearts. Ah, that's right. And in some online publications. <laughs> Rob Delaney was Twitter's sexiest man of the oh, year. Oh, I get those confused. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Channing Tatum took people's crown this year. Uh, as always, there's always controversy on these things, which yeah. is stupid because there shouldn't be. It's a magazine naming somebody sexy. I think but there is. It's very controversial. Who votes for these things? I didn't vote. I'm on the <laughs> no. panel. This is not a democracy. <laughs> it's well, People no. Magazine. I don't, I, I'm, I'm a people. person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a people. Where was my I don't ass? think they represent all of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty big accusation. Okay. <laughs> you back off. I feel like it's a very well-rounded publication. you got to think that somebody at some point has written a letter to that magazine that basically says that. <laughs> somebody oh, yeah. should write a letter <laughs> to should. People Magazine someday. You and if you start do, it with kudos, the they'll page. print it. Yeah. <laughs> So, kudos for your asinine <laughs> portrayal. Oh, I'm okay with Channing Tatum doing that. It's fine, whatever. I guess some people were saying it should be John Hamm last yeah. year. Everybody was saying it should have been Ryan Gosling, right? Yeah, but it wasn't. It should always be Ryan Gosling. So thank goodness it wasn't me. It's too much pressure. I know, right? I heard you turned it down three years in a row. I, I, I would have yeah. certainly. They just stopped knocking. Unless it's that's the same what, thing. unless that's what the people really wanted. <laughs> if the people, if it was spoken, a mandate, <laughs> then we could oh, talk. Oh, fine. I'll wear your crown. <laughs> fine. I'll pose. Who am I? <laughs> Well, look, the people looking want. at my survey, the people actually chose Wallace Shawn, but it didn't make it didn't make <laughs> the book. survey always says Wallace Shawn. <laughs> well, that's Every true. Survey. <laughs> the best athlete, Wallace Shawn. Uh, <laughs> surveys are always right. I guess Channing Tatum did have quite the year, though. I mean, Twenty One Jump Street was great, and Magic Mike Magic was Mike a big was deal. A beautiful work of art. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Oscars are coming up. Yeah, I'm seeing the dance routines in my head right now. Flipping on the back of my eyelids. What was the Good big job. song for Magic Mike? Uh, I don't even remember there was music. Yeah, The bodies be, were so musical. i got to see the Magic Mike oh, number at the Oscars. In, That's going to be big. It's men. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. It's Magic Mike. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> it's Magic Mike. Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're encroaching on your territory. Oh, that's okay. That was too good. They do, <laughs> they do when they do the songs, though. It's always funny to me, like, because Les Mis comes out at Christmas, Les and they wrote a new song for it just for the movie so they can get a nomination for an Oscar. They oh, did? Yeah. Is, oh, that. Whoa, they do that. that's they a always, ballsy move. They always do that. <laughs> Getting Les around the rules. Mis. They did that for, like, in Chicago, they did that. Are they doing, like, an Americanized version where it's just, like, the miserables? The miserables. <laughs> the miserables. <laughs> Hey, everybody, check them out. They're miserable. I hate I'm living so in Seattle. Hungry. It's so rainy. <laughs> Where's some sunshine? <laughs> 24601. Um, yeah, that was a lame oh, reference. I also, also say that we did an improv show on Monday. We and, did. And Cole started a scene as we were all the cast of Les Mis, and nobody on stage knew any references except for Cole. Single and person. it was the most uncomfortable, like, five minutes Ever. It was a funny scene, though. I mean, here's the thing about that. <laughs> You're like, I did pretty good, though. Well, I mean, it's, it, we, we would do this form where it's based on, like, you know, a guest monologist, and we had Ryder Strong, and he told a story about being, being in Les Mis, so it just seemed like it made sense at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. It was an interesting, really uncomfortable little moment. I feel like whenever there's trivia, even if I know it, I'm really too scared to go there. Uh-huh. So even though I'm thinking the songs, I'm like, I couldn't. If I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, well, you can't it, live it's your hard life to do a parody when you have no knowledge at all of the subject matter you're parodying. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just stand over it's here. It's sort of like when, um, like, sometimes I've done, like, 
corporate improv, which is like your improv Ooh. group gets hired to go into some meeting and do like some games. That or whatever. sounds fun. That sounds they, super fun. And they give whiteboards, right? They give you like information about. <laughs> they give you information about people that work there that you don't know what. Like all their in jokes or probably oh, like, you, no. don't, you right. don't even know what you're saying. It's like you're saying a trigger word, right. That like goes with hysterics. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, I, we did as long one. as it's not Harry's roast beef sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Harry, that roast beef. How do they know? <laughs> it's all know over your guy. face, Harry. It's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's the weirdest thing. Like They told me, it's like, oh, this guy at the, at the place uses the word bullish a lot. you got to be bullish about this or whatever. And we were doing some like scene where people were driving in the car, and I was like, whoa, someone smells bullish today. And everybody was like, ah! And I was like, I don't know what that means, but I'm, I'm glad like that it somehow made you guys happy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that's what Sorry, was weird. <laughs> Just having a flashback of Cole looking all around at us because he started the scene with like and everyone has to stay in character yeah. well, <laughs> and we're a- all like what are the characters <laughs> <laughs> that made it almost funnier I think that nobody knew Hopefully. <laughs> but you guys were on the same boat with the audience because yeah. yeah. like two people knew Liam is there anything. so oh moving on yeah. <laughs> oh Justin Bieber broke up with GF or vice versa. I'm, I'm, versa I'm still not quite over that me either Ooh. he's riding a motorcycle now I hear oh, with he's matching like, sneakers going through his midlife thing already it's, he's been moving fast his whole life he's yeah. got a massive bald spot he's coming uh-huh. over already he's <laughs> pounding in sure like there's no tomorrow <laughs> justin justin take it easy just slow down he's gonna get through yeah. it he's like i'm gonna go hit the bottle hard in three years when i'm allowed to legally hit the bottle <laughs> or whatever it is. Well, he's planning ahead though and that's that's yeah. good that's right he's, he's always he's had got a lot it of in his week at a glance <laughs> that's right let's see uh next season now i'm gonna bender then um maybe i can pencil you in for the next well i i'm pretty upset about it i guess i don't know anything about them but <laughs> They seemed happy in all the pictures. If if those two crazy kids can't make a go of it. Who can? They had <laughs> everything going for them. Everything. Everything. Beautiful. Young. <laughs> love to sing. <laughs> you have those three. That's the trifecta. If that's Some not people are beautiful and young, but they just hate singing. Right. Yeah. Will you Justin know. ever find anybody else? No. I doubt it. No. Seriously. I doubt it, yeah. I mean, they're Who soulmates. wants to touch him with the stink of another woman on him? <laughs> In this culture, if you've been with one person, you're dead. He's ruined. <laughs> He's a harlot. He's damaged goods. <laughs> oh, what do they call that? Sloppy seconds. Is that dirty to say? It just feels like rude, not dirty to me. <laughs> but I don't know really which one it is. I'm horribly on. offended. Oh no! I knew I, it. It's definitely rude. I don't, I don't think there's a way around that. It's not like oh she's oh sloppy seconds. It's only rude at a party you're like oh you've met my sloppy seconds. <laughs> Hi. Hi. She's totally not. I prefer Debbie, but thank you. Whatever. <laughs> Please call me SS. No, that sounds worse. Uh, Well, I hope those two pull out of it. I think they will. I I just imagine Justin right now just sadly bedazzling at home. (laughs) 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 Have you guys ever used a bedazzling? I have not. Oh, Uh it's fun. What a thrill. You should do it. I'm not kidding. It's so thrilling. You take a regular anything. A regular okay? anything? anything? Anything. Well, it can't be too thick. So not anything. you got to be able to get the brads through it. So like then, not a whale. Not like, a that whale. wouldn't work. No, unless you peeled its skin off. Oh, boy. Um, no one wants a skinless, bedazzled whale. You could take whale. this lovely shirt you're wearing, okay? Uh-huh. And then you could visualize it sparklier. Oh, oh, oh I'm thinking it. And then make it happen. I, I, I'm closing my eyes right now, and I'm imagining it. Is it, is it I good? I can make it happen. You can make, make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen with the bedazzler. 
<laughs> and it makes a really good no- noise, like a stapler. Is this an ad now? Have you get sponsored? Um, I wasn't supposed to mention it, but I did get paid off pretty heavily. That by. should be our goal. To like, you know, we get straight sponsors here and there, but it would be great to have Bedazzler as a sponsor. As a silent sponsor. <laughs> sponsor. Give me a subliminal. I don't even mention Bedazzler. Oh. I'll just have that sound effect. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bling. What is that? <laughs> I, I need a bedazzle. I just need to put studs on something. These just... jeans aren't shiny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just uh, a word about our great sponsor, Tonks. Ooh, thank you, Tonks. Okay, if you like waking up in the morning, why not make it even better? <laughs> I just made that up for them. It's the best coffee beans ever, seriously. Um, that's the secret to good coffee, too. I'm not good at stuff, but I know how to make good coffee now because I've got good beans, just yeah. like Jack. I and mean, they go around and they get beans from like the top producers throughout the world yeah really i mean seriously they've they've gotten beans from like burundi and rwanda <laughs> and el salvador and colombia and brazil and every month it's a different supplier so when you get your coffee you also get a little story about where it came from and what the farm is like and you get to try so many things so you get to find out what you actually like too which is really fun and the boys are all really cute and they're so nice on top of it i just had to throw that cute in because it's true <laughs> um but they're so nice they're also giving away free samples so if you like coffee from cute dreamy boys <laughs> <laughs> Have we got the link for you? <laughs> That's right. You can check them out at tonks.org. That's T O N X, period, org. And if you put in backslash PMC, you'll go right to our page and you can put in your order for a free sample. Free. You hear me? That's right. You got to check a sample out. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tonks. We love you. Speaking of bedazzled people, Uh-oh. Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri, I believe. Guy Fieri. Uh, he's got a new restaurant that opened up in Times Square in New York called Guy's American Kitchen. And yesterday... I heard the New York Times loves it. Oh, oh they, they love are it. They love it. They love it. Uh, did you read that thing? I did, yeah. It is mean. <laughs> it is long and it just... But is gets, it accurate? Uh, I feel like Probably. it definitely is. I've seen enough of his programs to be like, I think that feels right to me. Uh-huh. It really resonates. But he said it's not right. He spoke out today. Yeah. Oh, Guy Fieri. Did. Yeah. Oh. Guy Fieri. Wow, I'm going to eat this huge burger. So what, what did Guy have to say? So, not, not happy. Yeah, what did Guifieri say? <laughs> <laughs> he basically said, sure, we're not perfect, but we still have to be. And he thinks that the article was just too mean. He thinks that the person had an agenda. That like they walked in there being like, I'm going to take Guy Fieri down a notch. And did. <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> I mean, I know uh, he people ordered like, so much food that well, he was person? there for no, he was there for four four visits. Like, oh. it's not like they write it on one visit. They, uh-huh. they go multiple times and then put up one review. So that way, like, if there's an off night or you have one bad dish, it's not going to sink or start a restaurant. Like, that's pretty common practice for for restaurant critics to go a couple nights in a row. Which if I, I can understand why you'd be upset having to eat it. Well, like here, here's the thing: if, if, if you if you own a restaurant and somebody critic from the Times comes in, don't serve them horrible, horrible food. <laughs> I mean, I think. Have you worked a, in the restaurant business? I have not. Is that, is that, is <laughs> that harder felt, than that? that felt, no, that felt really like good advice. <laughs> How did you know? I, just, I, just, I had a sense about it. I just wonder what like the kitchen was like when you, you knew the critic was here. Like, oh, guys, the critics are table one. Uh, uh, quick, we need those ass blast nachos right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, ass blast? I don't know. I'm just saying they're, oh, they're, they're, they all I, have I names like that. They're all they're all like trademark <laughs> that. <laughs> ass blast nachos. Ugh, they're that's all horrible. Like, they're all like guy fear. Berries, pow pow, breaded Cajun, traditional deep fried sandwich taters. Kimchi bon me. 
week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. They the font in the menus, didn't they? It was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> found no, every single no thing. turn. No stone was left unturned and then thrown at him. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like the menus shouting at you for yeah. one of <laughs> light, I'm sure. <laughs> Typical guy. I'm offended. Aw. I feel kind of bad, but not really. I mean, he's okay. That's the thing. I he mean, has tons of restaurants. He has tons of TV shows. And he refuses to change his little sweat armbands for anything. <laughs> Why does he always have those wristbands? Well, it's also like it's in Times Square. So it's like it's not like where people who are like fine, fans of fine dining go to. Yeah. Like It's like tourist it's central. So yeah. that, that's all they're going to want. Like people who are visiting there like are going to be like, oh, sweet. A uh, bag full of ranch. This is where I want to yeah. eat. You they're know? not going to be Googling a New York Times reviews probably <laughs> yeah. when they're walking by. Yeah. I don't think it's going to hurt him. And I saw on what's that show that I'm talking about? On um, Bravo, Andy Cohen. Oh, uh, this live or yeah, watch what happens. Watch live. What happens live. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel stopped by. Watch what happens live, and he brought with him treats from Guy Fieri's restaurant, and he said he was a big fan. This was oh, well. before the New York Times thing dropped, but I think there are people out there that are really boldly. Carrying the flag for that Gooey is going to be just fine. <laughs> Gooey is going to be well, there, great. There's the whole thing now that it's like like chefs are rock stars right now. Like they have been the last couple of years with Top Chef and all these other programs being kind yeah. of a big deal. So people like are, are going for the personality more than the food half yeah. the time. Like they just want to go and like, I ate at Gay Fieri's restaurant. It was terrible, but I went. You know, like <laughs> people are still going to go. It's going to do fine. They should just sell t-shirts instead of food. Just yeah. claiming that they ate Cut at the restaurant. The, 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 yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what they serve it in, a t-shirt, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I grew up I just had the clearest vision of ass blast nachos just <laughs> tossed on your t- table in a t-shirt. Ew. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> What's not to like, America? <laughs> oh, Gee Ferrari. Anywho, uh, well, let's, uh, let's, we have to mention the fact that what the, the Twilight Saga is ending. Oh, my God. Oh, I went to the premiere. <gasps> did you? Oh, I no. did. Yeah, the, our, our next-door neighbors, uh, I should, probably shouldn't say this, but they, they're, they you know, uh, the, the head of Summit Entertainment, so sort of like... So we was their in... address? Well... <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I was, One, two, you know, three, it, Twilight. I, I, I have to say, I have to say, uh, I I enjoyed the movie, but it was a little hard when I, after every single line, people Screams. were screaming and squealing every time, like anybody said anything. Ah! Oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> what is Edward saying? <laughs> I hear Edward. Um, have you gone hey, on Bella, the whole journey? I'm use the restroom. Uh, I think at this point, I have seen probably all the movies. Yeah, I have too. How do you feel like the last one holds up? Um, do you feel like because it says it is the what is they what do they call it the finale that lasts forever yeah. or something? I, I think they left it open for three or four more movies. <laughs> <laughs> I think this finale thing here is like a red herring. Like <laughs> did we say finale? We meant uh, not finale. <laughs> we meant, yeah, the next one, franchise. Bella and Edward open up a restaurant in right. Times Square. Oh, that would be a good restaurant. <laughs> Bella's mm. so down to earth. Um, so wait, you were at the premiere. Was this? The, did you see all the people? I avoided the red carpet. But did I you saw see them on, them? on the movie screen? Oh, <laughs> boring. <laughs> was this the one that Kristen Stewart had the fleshy colored dress? Yes, it was so beautiful. Yes, and the, her bottom is showing a little bit, a just little tastefully. Bit. <laughs> yes, that's her that, theme. I, you know, I was, I was embarrassed. That's why I didn't do the red carpet because I was wearing the same thing. Oh, so I did right. my flash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that would have been rude. Yeah, <laughs> would have just been rude. Oh well. Do you have any more? 
feelings about it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I didn't think anyone has seen it. So now, yeah, is it out? You're yeah, right. I guess it, it comes, comes out, out Sunday. Okay. It yeah. will have been out for a little while when this episode drops. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it comes out soon. <laughs> so um, it actually, like, early, early on right now, like, it's got, it's like 81% Rotten Tomatoes. Which is yeah. like, it's well reviewed for them. Done. Yeah, by far. And what's cool is it's not like the books at all because in the movie, everybody dies at the end, which I, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I <laughs> oh, guess no, that's a spoiler. Fine. I don't know. It's but, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew they'd do something to something. us. Something. <laughs> Was little Renesme there? Renesme? Yes. Oh, looking oh, beautiful. Oh, creepy. I gotta have, say, creepy baby they did like the cgi stuff on the kid to did make it look like you know the the mom and, oh you they know, did and it's pretty creepy oh. it's like you can look at it like yeah that's not a real baby <laughs> <laughs> that's something there's something going on there that's a little golemy pretty golem i gotta know though i mean this might be a spoiler but do they do they break dawn uh. <laughs> oh a lot <laughs> so uh, much thank god totally Are you team edward uh, I'm team uh, the negative cutter, uh, Gary Burrett. He does a great <laughs> job. Uh, and, you know, his job gets overlooked a lot. And let's, let's, let's give him the prop he deserves. Moment of silence for Gary. <laughs> great work. Great work. <laughs> you artfully dodged that. I know it's a su- subject of a lot of contention. You don't talk politics. You don't talk religion. You don't, don't talk, talk what Twilight. team you are in Twilight. <laughs> but that's the kind of thing nowadays that, like, HuffPo would pick up or something. You know, Weird Al, team... Edward. No, he would. You wouldn't say in the headline of Humphrey. You'd say, well, "Weird Al's team." What? And right. you'd click on the link. Like, oh, Edward. Edward. And then watch a fifteen-second right. ad for Cloud Atlas, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he'll get to it. What's it about? You won't believe what team Al is on. Yeah, I guess what? I will. Okay, there. No, I believe that. I, I, I totally saw yeah. that coming. Yeah. <laughs> that kills me. It's like I get these like. Uh, uh, email alerts from Variety. Like I don't have, yeah. I don't pay for the subscription or whatever, but I get them. And half the time I click on it, and it blacks out the article. And right. It's like yeah. you got to pay for. It. I was like, dude, you realize there's this entire internet where I can get this exact same story, right? <laughs> I can just type in the, key, the the keywords, and every place else will be like, no, here, here you go, read about <laughs> this it. Is great. We encourage you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they don't get the internet yet. Like, right. oh no, no, this is an exclusive page. Right. Yeah. They will. They will. My somewhere. tweets are protected, so nobody will ever be able to see them unless you follow me. Oh, please follow me. I'll please. They're so witty. You'd love them, I swear. Yeah, I don't get the whole, like, protected tweet thing. I don't understand that. It's like it's, it's like somebody, like, it's not like people are tweeting their social security numbers. Oh. <laughs> you know? Why not? Do you not do that? Uh, you know, well, I mean, my social security bot does. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea for a Twitter account, social security, security bot. <laughs> Just like random social security numbers. That's right. <laughs> Try this one. No, no? How about this one? <laughs> I do love, like, the, the fake, like, joke accounts. Like, I, I haven't, I mean, I've talked about this a few times, but I tweet as Nell from the movie Nell. So I have an account that's Nell tweets, and it's just all in Nellish. And but I can't, I can't think of what to tweet half the time from it. So it's not tween to win, tween to win, hashtag tween to win. Exactly, yeah, that's, that's all mostly it is. what it is. It's mostly Tay in the way and uh, chick, chick, chickabee, and um, sometimes it's you know topical and relevant. She weighs, she weighs in on things. I think Nell she, did have her finger on the pulse of pop culture. I think she did tweet once, like, hashtag Team Jacob or something. <laughs> <laughs> Topical every now and then. Every once nice. in a while, That's she nice. likes to say, like, look, I am in the backwoods of North Carolina. But, you know, I get the we internet. We have the internet. <laughs> so, <laughs> not variety. variety. <laughs> hey, wow, hey, look at that. Look at that. 
Well, I think we covered pop culture so well. There could be nothing else. That's all of it? That's all of pop yeah. culture in the we're world? Doing, okay. Bye. Bye. So thanks, fun, thanks for being here. Though. You're a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> so big big fans we all are yeah. of you, Al. Oh, thanks. Um, Especially the silent sound guy, John. The silent sound guy, John. Hi. Uh, <laughs> I know for me, like, you got your start, um, like, mostly due to Dr. Domeno, which, and I know for me growing up, I listened to a lot of Dr. Domeno. Um, they had, like, a little two-tape set that had... Um, stuff on it, so I definitely I wore those tapes out. Oh, the the like the twenty year anniversary, yeah, or whatever, it was. yeah. whatever that was. So uh, for a lot of people who had you know their taste in comedy shaped at an early age, it was a lot of it was due to Dr. Domeno and and your stuff. Um, how did you like? You first started working at a radio station, right at Cal Poly? Is that yeah, you know, the campus station? Yeah, so it was like uh, KCPR, San Luis Obispo, and uh, my my sophomore year. Uh, I just took a shift on the campus radio station. So it was the Weird Al show every Saturday night. And I'd play – I was sort of like the surrogate Dr. Demento for Cal Poly because we couldn't pick up his broadcast from KMT in Los Angeles. So I brought my own meager collection of comedy and novelty records and just uh, played weird stuff that nobody else was playing and, uh, until they told me I couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And uh – and so you you sent tapes into to Doctor Nemeno, is that right? Like you 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 recorded my Bologna in a uh, my Bologna in a in a bathroom. Yeah, that that was done in called that was actually done across the hall from the campus radio station. Uh, we ran uh, lines from the production room across the hall into the bathroom where they had the, the you know the walls in the bathroom had the nice warm reverb sound. So right. uh, I recorded next to the middle urinal, uh, <laughs> and uh, that was act, that bathroom recording was released by Capitol Records. That is amazing. And you're from L.A. I am. So you grew up here. You were probably friends with all the Twilight cast growing up. Everybody. Right? I just want to bring it back to Twilight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but did nice you have- segue. That was, that was artfully done. <laughs> yeah, I just love that. Um, but did you have things that you saw? I grew up in Virginia and Tennessee. So I never, like coming here and meeting people that have lived in Los Angeles their whole life, like People often don't even realize how much stuff they have access to just mm-hmm. by being here, like just seeing shows and stuff. Were, were there things you saw as a kid live or people that you knew doing things that kind of let you know it was an option for you to go? Well, it, um, yeah, just the fact that I was, you know, I grew up sort of in the greater Los Angeles area. Yeah. It did give me opportunities that I wouldn't have had otherwise. I mean, if, you know, I'm sort of an outlier in that way because if, if I had been born in Nebraska, I yeah. seriously doubt that I'd have anything to do with show business right, right now because, you know, I wouldn't have thought, oh, I should go out to Los Angeles and knock on some doors. Right. But because I was here, I was like, oh, well, I'm here already. There's a door well, there. Well, yeah. There's a door. <laughs> you know, I I've got all these fingers. <laughs> all these digits. Okay, um, this is totally off topic, but do you love the Madonna Inn? Do you have any feelings about I it? I do. Ah, it's my favorite place. Oh in the my world. goodness! Okay, yeah, the Madonna Inn. For, the, for those who don't know, and, and who are you if you right. don't know? That's this? right. Come on, get to uh, know people. But yeah, the, the San Luis Obispo Madonna Inn. It was built by Alex Madonna, and I don't know what. 1952. Thank you. <laughs> Look at you. This this huge, lovely pink monstrosity of oh a hotel. My gosh. It's like the weirdest thing you've ever seen. And, and if, if you're ever in San Francisco, go there and at least go into the public bathrooms. Yep. In the Madonna it's a, Inn. It's a ride if you're a boy. Yeah. But you can also – The girls' ones are okay. But there's no things to pee in. Like the boys, you can if you're, pee if in you're water creative, balls. there are. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought outside of the box. There's always something to pee in, Vanessa. Yeah, <laughs> Come yeah, but, on, but open in the, your in the mind. men's restroom, you, you go and it's a giant water wheel, and your your stream of urine will break <laughs> an electric eye beam that starts a water wheel running. It's just it's like crazy, like you know Rubik's. Uh, not not one of my things. Uh, uh, Rube, Rube Goldberg, Goldberg yeah. kind of contraption <laughs> to pee in. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Finally, yes. 
Thank you, science and technology. <laughs> oh, I just had a feeling about you and the Madonna. And- oh, yes. So there's all these <laughs> and crazy... And Alley, of course. Oh, my God. I've never been. I've seen- I think it's, it's probably scary You've been a little to bit. Madonna, but not Bubblegum Alley. It's, yeah. it's for generations, uh, uh, kids and adults alike have put their used their chewing gum... gum on the wall, this one particular alley wall in downtown San Luis Obispo, it's generations worth of used chewing gum. It's like the wall is probably a foot, you know, deep, deep with yeah. gum. That's America right there, it, you That's guys. America, my that friend. That is America. That America. I don't know what it is, except for Ask Blast Nachos. Yeah. <laughs> on a t-shirt. <laughs> <Yuck>. Yummy. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> no, let's talk more about Ask Blast Nachos. <laughs> oh, boy. So, um... Madonna and you stayed there, right? I was there this weekend. Oh, did I go, you go in like the caveman room? Or? Oh my gosh, my friends were in the caveman room. I was in Hearts and Flowers, uh-huh. and then we had other friends. What room was that? Oh, uh, Madonna Suite. The Madonna Suite, and then another cave room. But the caveman room is amazing. It I, was. I, I don't know if you. St- when I was in college there, which was eighty-five years ago, uh, it, there was like a, literally a, a year wait to be able to get in the caveman room. Well, and this week it was oh, featured wow. on some like top ten quirkiest hotel rooms in uh-huh. the world. But they got in there, and there are these mallets that are hanging from the wall that you can just lift out. Like We were like, this is a really perfect place to kill someone. <laughs> you can just lift them up and swing them around like there's uh-huh. nothing holding them back. Alex Madonna, he left, he left a lot of possibilities for what can happen in that room. It's terrifying. Oh, and the shower is just like you're inside of a waterfall. Uh-huh. And well, the pers- perfect room to kill somebody is the, uh, the ice age room where you can use an icicle. <laughs> oh, yeah. They have they, the those, ice- those melt they- and then there's no murder weapon. <laughs> you guys remember that joke? I never could think. That riddle about like, oh, like there's, there's a dead there's man a, in a, a puddle, puddle, but no weapons. Uh, and it's the icicle. Yep. Just FYI, when someone tries to throw that curveball at you, it's always the icicle. to death on a glass of water and just kind of... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I wouldn't jump to conclusions. You really, you just have such an imagination. <laughs> or maybe the water is an alien Oh. Kill him, right. and then just like, oh, I'm just water. <laughs> you probably think this is a riddle. I think this is a riddle. Alien impression. Thanks. That was nice. <laughs> Pretty dead on. Uh, no reason. Bork, I'm from bork, Earth. bork. <laughs> well Nothing done. to see here, bork, bork. <laughs> bork, bork. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you were in school for architecture at this time. I is was. that right? I was, yeah. Got my and, degree. I use it every day. Yeah. You're building something right now. What is that little thing? It's a little... secret. (laughs) Okay, I won't pry. (laughs) This means something. (laughs) So you hadn't... You'd been kind of encouraged. You Well, okay. So you'd been doing music for a long time since you were a wee barn. Yeah, since a wee. Uh, Since a wee. (laughs) And then had you been garnering like some sort of following in high school or like a little... Well, I mean, I was actually getting airplay on uh, Dr. Domeno in high school, yeah. you know, like on the Funny Five. And, and Do mostly, people around you know that, though? Like, were you, was it kind of a secret life? or Not secret. I mean, not a lot of people cared. Like, you know, my, <laughs> my, my, my nerd pseudo friends were, thought it was cool. But yeah. and, and by and large, people were like, oh, there's Alfred the Weird Creep. <laughs> kid <laughs> but no it was, it was kind of fun i mean you know uh I, I at least was getting some attention and yeah i never really thought that i'd be able to make a living you know Why doing not? that kind of thing well because <laughs> it wasn't a real job yeah. it was just sort of like you know it was just fun yeah and i thought oh no I'll, I'll grow up and i'll be an adult and i'll you know make build a living. something you know <laughs> build something with my hands right <laughs> that's the other option <laughs> well like, i mean you've carved out like such a unique niche in like the recording industry and uh, I mean, 
I, I have to give you kudos for the fact that like you actually make is people look. Is this a letter look, to people? This is a letter to people. Dear people. Uh, people. Uh, you actually make people excited to listen to accordion melodies. So, you got to. Yeah, exactly. I just uh, want to bring sexy back to the accordion. That's right. And you start. You learned the accordion when you were really young, yes. right? Like six or something? Yes. Was um, it bigger than you are? Uh, it depends if you stretch it out or not. <laughs> <laughs> or, if I, or if I get curled up in a little ball. That's so a there good are some, answer. There are some situations where the accordion probably would be bigger than me. <laughs> Did you ever see that? Uh, it's on the like Best of Carson tapes where that one woman talks about she would play her accordion and her husband hated it. But she would wait till he would go and take a bath. And then she would sit next to him and play the accordion. And he was kind of trapped because he was in the bath. Oh. I never heard that, that story. That sounds like it's, a very unhealthy that, relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they some counseling. Yeah. <laughs> That's some therapy waiting to happen there. That's right. Play the accordion for someone else, girlfriend. Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> You've never done that, have you? No. Tra- trapped anyone with your accordion? <laughs> now seems like Not the perfect time. Yes. Can you move? Can you move your hands? <laughs> Get ready for some accordion. <laughs> it would be like, you know, you see all these horror movies nowadays or all these like what they call torture porn things where it's like these really graphic tortury things but like let's let's take it back a little bit let's make a movie that's more psychological where accordion porn an accordion right yuck <laughs> the polka is coming from inside the house are you ready to chicken dance <laughs> recently we gave my nephews some of your CDs and they're like what are CDs <laughs> yeah. they didn't have to put it on their iPad before they could play it but they sent us the cutest thank you card they drew all your songs out and it's like ugh so perfect because there's nothing boys like better than silly jokes and then you top it off with Star Wars stuff and it, and it's like the creepiest amount of happy I've ever seen children <laughs> like euphorically happy that they see this and my nephew's trying to write parodies now like he's figuring out like oh you can change this word for that but just seeing how much that affects a kid at that age so quickly I was thinking you was- must get crazy fan art and just have so many people that you've changed their life that's so sweet I, I get a lot of great letters I mean yeah. you know I, I've um uh, unfortunately, it, this just killed me, but I, I, I had to throw away all my, my fan letters from the 80s because we didn't have room for it in the storage anymore. But I, I, I think I tweeted a picture of it uh, like a year ago. Uh, but like, you know, because I couldn't throw them away because they're like love letters, yeah. you know? And they, I, I, I did keep, you know, a couple boxes of, I went through them all again and kind of yeah. like saved the best ones. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, people that said that I, uh, well, some did say that I changed their lives yeah. or I helped them get through a really... Uh, a bad patch in their lives where they're depressed or they're going through grief and, and listening to my music kind of cheered them up. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, that was that, that's pretty amazing to hear. It's so exciting. I mean, do you have a takeaway thing that, or a thing that's most common that kids or people come up to you with, a, like, a, they want the advice of how to be like you are, you know, is there something like that? Uh, yeah, like I, I say, sorry, the job's taken. Uh, you, should really, you should really get a real job. Go into architecture because there's a hole that yeah, needs to I, be I filled. left a hole for you. <laughs> You're welcome. Everyone just leaves your concerts crying. Like, it was so mean. I gotta be an architect. <laughs> well, I know for me, like, I first, when I was a kid, really got into in 3D. Like, that was a huge thing for me. Which it's actually right there. Oh. Um, and, uh, and I didn't even know the majority of the songs that you were parroting at the time. Like, I didn't know King of Pain. I didn't, yeah. you know, I, I'm, Our Love's in Jeopardy, like, Ken, Ken Man. I didn't know those at the time. I just thought they were 
really funny songs and I would sing them all the time. And then as I started to get older and more into like music on the radio and stuff like that, then I became more like aware of like, oh, that's a parody of that. I get it. Well, that's the number one rule of, of writing parodies is that it has to be funny even if you're not familiar at all with the source material. So you can just enjoy it like yeah. a song, which was really cool when, when uh, my uh, uh, Star Wars parody, The Saga Begins, came out, which was a parody of Don McLean's American Pie. Right. It was a huge hit on Radio Disney. But, but all of these, you know, eight and ten-year-old kids didn't know like Don McLean's hit from 1971. Right. They thought, oh, it's just a funny Weird Al song. They know his other stuff. But, but what <laughs> was really for some reason not familiar with American yeah, Pie. Yeah, but what was really funny to me was the the year after I did my parody, for whatever reason, Madonna did like her straight cover version of American oh, Pie. Oh yeah. And all these kids were going, "How come Madonna's doing an unfunny version of a Weird Al song?" <laughs> That's the best reaction ever. Oh, poor Madonna. Oh. <laughs> Let's send her a card. Yeah, we, that's she right. deserves one. Let's send her some <laughs> nachos. <laughs> I think that's right up her alley. You know yeah. what? Well, you, you, were, you, know, you were sending up Madonna pretty early on with like a surgeon – uh, stuff like that. Didn't she? Did I read somewhere that she like dared you to cover something or parody? Well, it, it's all like urban legend uh, already, but it's uh, it was sort of her idea because she uh, was apparently talking to a friend of hers in New York City, walking down the street one day, and said, "Well, I wonder when Weird Al's going to do like a surgeon." And her friend happened to know my manager, and my manager told me the conversation. I said, "Yeah, okay, Madonna, I will." Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's so fast. That is so awesome. And there's definitely. I think I read someplace too that like. You saw Paul McCartney at a party, and he like came up and was like, "Hey, it's Weird Al," and you're like, well, like oh. "I went up to him, but <laughs> but he recognized me, which kind of blew my mind." That's oh gotta be gosh. pretty crazy. And then much uh, t- uh, twenty years later, I got to uh, direct him. Uh, uh, in Weird Al's brain in 3D, I did a, a short 3D film for well the Orange County Fair, and it, I was supposed to be traveling around. But uh, Paul McCartney agreed to do a little cameo in it. Uh, so I uh, for I had like five minutes of his time when he was backstage at, at Coachella a couple years ago. And uh, so if I do nothing else in my life, I can say that I've directed Paul McCartney. And you've been on Simpsons. Done. And I've been on Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a pretty good bucket list that you've already checked off. But don't be in a rush to get in that bucket, okay? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Because you haven't eaten a Guy Fieri. No, I have not. I have not. Speaking of buckets, have you tried a bucket of chili? (laughs) You've also done a ton of directing work. Uh, not a ton, a ton? but a uh, lot. Uh, a modicum. Um, you've done a, a modicum of directing work. Did you always have that in your sights? Uh, no, I mean, you know, I, I've always, you know, wanted to be in creative control of right. what I do, and uh, you know, for the first ten years or so of my making music videos, uh, I was content to let my manager or somebody else actually direct them. I, I would write them out, I'd storyboard them, I'd be very specific about what I wanted, but I didn't want the, to be the guy like dealing with the crew and right. like saying, paint this blue, you know, yeah. I'd, I'd, yeah, you can do all that. That doesn't sound like yeah. fun at all. Um, and this is actually a very kind of selfish, egocentric reason. But the reason I decided to start directing was because. Because uh, MTV started chironing the name of the directors on the oh. videos. Like, you know, directed by blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was like, well, how come he's getting all the credit because <laughs> it's my ideas? And I, me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> so then, and also because, you know, you can't really be in charge of every single creative decision unless, unless you are, in fact, the yeah. director. So You yeah. can't be a big bitch unless you're no, like, right. hey, have you seen the Chiron? <laughs> because that's my name. <laughs> Paint it blue. <laughs> But you've not just directed your own stuff. You've directed other people's things. I have. Things. I have. Uh, who, who do I, where, where's, where's the list? I, I did. Uh, I no, love Rocking the Suburbs. I mean, oh, you've done that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. Did you guys have a friendship before that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, ben and I were friends, and uh, we still are to this day. And, and, uh, 
he did, we actually uh, ran into each other uh, at, at a grocery store in West Hollywood. And Typical. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm looking for somebody to direct my music video. And I said, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations to both of Thank you. you. <laughs> I just love stories like that. Like someone knows somebody and they and ask them to do stuff something. Happens. And then it just happens. Just talking over some quinoa in aisle five. <laughs> <laughs> we both reach for the same thing, quinoa. That's <laughs> the last met. typical Ben Folds moment. Yeah. And it was the last box. So oh. there's an initial laugh. And then they fought over it for a good 20 minutes. Cause... Then we eat quinoa salad together. Right. <laughs> and went over the shot list. <laughs> Um, so uh, your, uh, your manager, Jay Levy, like directed a lot of the early videos. He also directed UHF, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite movies. Oh, thank I've you. I've seen it a million times. And one of my favorite things about Literally? Yeah. A million t- I'm still watching wow. it. Wow. I know, right? <laughs> uh, Cole doesn't it's, have other memories. It's become <laughs> six to 25. It's become a bane now. I wow. just have to constantly watch it. I feel like Sisyphus pushing the UHF rock. a little clicker. 4,312. <laughs> and we're done. Reboot. <laughs> um, one of the things I love about that movie is it's just packed full of gags. There's yeah. so many, like, what you almost would call throwaway gags that... I find ridiculously funny. Like one of my favorite, one of my all-time favorite gags in anything is the Rubik's Cube blind guy oh, bit. <laughs> which to me, if you if you're listening, you don't know what that is. It's just this. It's just the shot that pans across it on its way to the actual plot mechanics. Right. But you just hear it first before you see it, which is, is that it? No. Is that it? No. And it's a blind guy turning a Rubik's cube one thing at a time, <laughs> and his buddy looking at him saying like, nope, that's not it. <laughs> And it's just every single time I like laugh like an idiot. It's every, silly. It's silly. It's a silly that's movie. Silly. <laughs> silly. I didn't expect that out of you. <laughs> and that's just like so great about that movie is it's just just this goofy, fun uh-huh. little movie. And I know that like Orion had a lot of hopes for it at the time because it tested really well. Right. Right. Yeah. And but it was up against like crazy big movies that summer. I think Batman and Indiana Jones yeah. and Last Crusade and stuff. Yeah. And Roger, of- Roger Ebert didn't care for it so much. Oh, <laughs> just- I didn't know that. Let's not talk about it though. It doesn't sound like a good memory. <laughs> But the amount of cult following that that movie has and people that quote it within themselves, like, it's kind of one of those little badges of honor that people love within their groups, especially the comedy community, I would say, overall. And when I got married, it was one of my first tests with John. He was like, have you seen UHF? And I hadn't. And that was the way we spent one of our first nights together. Wow. Before. Did it work? Um, I'm pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Well, also you like had like because Indiana Jones was coming out. I think one of the teaser trailers for your movie was like the opening sequence right, of that. Right. But they made sure they didn't show your face till the very end of it or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, and then people were like, "Oh, great! <laughs> Thanks a lot." What is this? <laughs> Where is Henry? I've been bamboozled. <laughs> Foul, I cry foul. <laughs> and they storm out to the multiplex. Would you do another feature? I mean, that one was so packed with jokes. Like, that's another thing, just to think about writing it and creating yeah. it. Joke, joke, joke. Like, it's exhausting to think of how much laughs per page you must oh, have yeah, there. Yeah. Would you go back into that? I would love to do another feature. I, with I, Roger I doubt Ebert? it would be UHF2, <laughs> because half the class is, is dead or certifiably insane. But you could call it, uh, you could call it, you could call it 2HF. 2HF. Oh, oh, that's something. I'm almost tempted now just because of that title. <laughs> 2HF. I love the cast for UHF, uh, especially Kevin McCarthy is like one of my all-time oh, favorite actors. Great. And just really like choose scenery in the best way in that movie. What was it like working with him? He was amazing. I mean, um, gosh, he he, uh, he would do these over-the-top, over-the-top scenes where he's being like, you know, evil incarnate and like, Whoa! 
And then the director would yell cut, and he'd just like busting up laughing. <laughs> did you have a lot of existing relationships with the cast? Like all platonic. I mean, there's oh, nothing going oh, on there. Are you sure? Because um, I heard about you and Billy Barty. Oh. Oh. I, I don't know. I don't think I really uh, uh, knew any of the cast members uh, prior to that. I mean, I was familiar with their work. Yeah. I mean, uh, Michael Richards, I, I, he was one of the first people I wanted because uh, I couldn't imagine anybody else really pulling off the physical comedy yeah. in the movie. And thankfully, he didn't want to do it at first. He came really? in and uh, he was like, yeah, I don't know if this is right for me. But, and, but oh he did such gosh. a great audition. He was like crawling around on the floor. He, he brought those big, weird fake teeth that he was wearing in the movie. <laughs> and, and he just made us love him so much. And then he was like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Hard to get, like, kitty oh, cat. Please, please. Yeah, we practiced. I think we begged him to do the movie. <laughs> Never lose your dignity. No, no, we, you usually do it all the yeah. time. Daily. Always lose your lose dignity. Your dignity. <laughs> Let's revise that. Hey, kids. <laughs> Dignity's dumb. <laughs> and is it, didn't you offer a role to uh, Crispin Glover, but he wanted to play a different one instead? Yeah, yeah. Crispin Glover, originally, um, we were thinking of for the part that uh, Anthony Geary uh, Philo, got, the right. Philo. Uh, because we, you know, he's pretty whacked, and he, you know, <laughs> he lives on another planet anyway. And and, and Chris McGlover read the script, and he said, "Yeah, you know, I, I'd rather be crazy Ernie, the used car salesman." I'm like, <laughs> well, we'd love to have you in the movie, but that's not really the kind of character that I think Heart's that taken, is. Really. Crispin. <laughs> yeah, and then that was that was it. But and then Anthony Geary, who you know, he was one of those people that we thought, oh, you know, soap opera guy and he's not really right for this but like you know sure we'll read him and he just knocked that out of the park he yeah he's, amazing. he's great and did you write it for joel hodgson is that uh he, he was well, for, yeah actually that's that's correct because uh you know i was because joel his stand-up act he was he's always like creating funny things and i thought maybe he could even like you know uh add to his part and beef it up and like come up with these crazy inventions and and i was a big fan of of him and of the show and uh at the time, uh, he turned it down because he's. I think he said he was like getting out of show business, or he had some mm. kind of reason where he was just kind of taking a break for everything. So we had to go a different direction. Ooh. Right. Well, it worked. Good direction. Yeah. Yeah. He was fantastic in it. Um, uh, I had a follow up question already. You've got a lot of research into I know, this. I do. Uh, <laughs> so the title. I know that like you wanted to call it the Vidiot. Is is that right? I don't uh, – at the time, I don't th- – I, th- I think in retrospect, I wanted to call it the Vidiot because <laughs> UHF was already, even back then, sort of becoming an anachronism. People, a lot of people didn't know, even know what UHF was, and it made absolutely no sense you know, in, in a lot of foreign countries. So I thought a more generic, fun title would have been mm. preferable, especially because in, in uh, other parts of the world, they called it the Vidiot from UHF, right? oh. which like, okay, well, <laughs> that is also cumbersome and it doesn't impossible make to any understand. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we don't want to call it UHF because, you know, a lot of people don't know what that is. So we're going to complicate it a bit. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if they, they still don't know what it is if you make the title longer, so right. why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, it's weird when they do this stuff, too, because, like, like, for example, like the movie Adventures in Babysitting, like, they don't have babysitters in other places. They have au pairs or whatever. Uh-huh. So, like, the title of that movie in Australia is A Night on the Town. <laughs> Which is so like okay. What's that that about? A pair of idiots. Though I guess your the UHF in uh, Mexico was Los Telocos, which is Tele- the, something like that. Yeah, yeah, the TV crazies is basically what it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those TV crazies. Those TV crazies. Why didn't you just use that name? <laughs> I should have. Los Telelocos. <laughs> what a weird choice know. for Al's first movie. <laughs> well, it, we should have had the title in Latin. It wouldn't have made any difference. <laughs> 
So the the wheel of fish was real fish, right? That was absolutely real fish. <laughs> no, no, yeah, because I mean, I guess we couldn't afford fake fish, uh, and so I went went to the fish market in Tulsa, Oklahoma, early that morning. The prop people nailed these fish on an oh, actual wheel. Oh my god! It was the worst smelling <laughs> set in. History. Wow. <laughs> By sure. noon, people were trying not to pass out. I would have never believed that if somebody had said that real yeah. thing. But I believe it from you. I yes. trust you. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was serious realism. Was and a, the dead fish were just cheaper than rubber fish. No, Gede Watsanabe had it in his contract that everything <laughs> yes. had to be actual around him. No fakes. He got to keep all the fish when the shot was over. Oh, right. lucky yeah. guy. Yes. Uh, supplies. That joke, too. Never gets old to me. <laughs> Oh, supplies. And that also had the video for your Beverly Hillbillies slash Money for Nothing yes. in it. Um, and that's like one of the rare occasions that like you actually had a guest like musician play on the track because contractually Mark Knopfler wanted to do the solo himself if he was going to allow you permission. Is that right? He, well, he said he wanted to play guitar on it and far be it from us to yeah. say he couldn't. Yeah, and yeah. and I, I probably shouldn't say this, but uh, originally my guitar player, Jim West, my longtime guitar mm-hmm. player, had done the track and it was, it was done and then Mark asked to play guitar on it and so we replaced my guitar player's track with Mark's track. And, and, and in all honesty, my original track sounded more like the original recording because Mark, I mean, it, it was his guitar and it had the same vibe, but he had been playing that song on the road for a while. So it was a little bit looser than the original yeah. studio recording. Right. So it wasn't technically as accurate as the version that my own guitar player had done. But I was thrilled to have Mark on the recording, obviously. That's hilarious. I'd never really thought about that all the musicians have to be good at parroting styles as yeah. well like that well people people think oh it's a joke band it's a it's a comedy band and they and they sometimes denigrate the the actual talent and craft right. involved because you know everybody in my band has to be able to do everything from gangster rap to, to polka right. music uh so they're they're quite good that's exciting yeah then that's got to be kind of a fun job to figure out what you're going to skewer has there ever been a sound that you guys just couldn't get that you were trying to get or? yes like <laughs> <laughs> I still can't get it. it. No, 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 it was close. It was close. Oh, that was that's pretty accurately Smash Mouth. I think you did it. You pulled it off. I was gonna take him down or not. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Uh, um, uh, and some some trivia. Uh, it's, uh, the original song that we were supposed to be doing UHF or that I wanted to do was uh, a parody of uh, um, "Let's Go Crazy." From Prince, I was one of the one of the many times Prince had turned me down in That's my right. life. He's, he's like one always of the few, right. Yeah, it's never elusive. Yeah. When he does your podcast, please ask him what yeah. like what his thing is because I don't. He never gives a reason why he turns me down. Right. He's just very mysterious. Yeah. you just have to approach him in a ball of smoke. Yes, <laughs> that was he, my mistake. He has to think it's a message from beyond, or it's not going to happen. Yes. That's how we got him on the show. Uh, now, <laughs> yeah. I, now I know. Now I know. It's gonna be like would be the weirdest, most awkward, quiet podcast ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> So we've got Prince in the show. Prince, uh, mm-hmm. Justin Bieber just broke up with Selena Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> <Let's>, mm-hmm. <laughs> dearly beloved. Gathered here. Oh, good God. Have you had any other people? Well, I know the Lady Gaga story is pretty famous now. Yes. That um, people, well, you thought she had turned you guys down, but really she had not apparently gotten. Apparently not, yeah. Yeah. Has that happened historically? Have you had a lot of people that like. Because I imagine artists would feel more yeah. supportive of you than their management. Yeah, so his, his, it's his, exciting as a person to be like, "Oh my gosh, I've made it to be parodied." Yeah, historically, artists are pretty have been pretty cool, and it's yeah. usually the the managers or hangers on, yeah. uh, or representatives that think, "No, they would never be interested in this. This is not worth their time to even consider." Right. Uh, so I mean, that has happened a couple times before. I, in fact, I think uh, that that did happen with uh, uh, Ray Davies of the Kinks because mm. I, uh, my my song Yodo, the parody of Lola, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'd written in college. I wrote that like when uh, Empire. 
Strikes Back came out, and we wanted to have on my first album. Couldn't we got the permission from a uh, uh, George Lucas pretty, oh. pretty quickly, but the Kinks no. Like okay, <laughs> all right, fine. That Go makes figure. a lot we tried of sense. First album, second album, and finally I, I uh, had a chance meeting with Ray Davies. Uh, I think uh, uh, at, at the Howard Stern show, like I had just finished doing doing it, and he was on his way mm-hmm. in. And I said, "Oh Ray, hey, I, I'm sorry, I can't do my parody of your song." And he had no clue <gasps> what I was talking about. They never had run it by him, and he was immediately said, "Yeah, of course you can do that." Oh, burn. So that I've, I've learned that that's usually uh, the way it works. That is so bizarre. I love that George Lucas was down. Yeah. He's got a great sense of humor. Bring it on. And he knows that people, like, he knows how to make people happy. Yeah. Make people happy. Yeah, he allows all the Simpsons and Family Guy yeah. stuff. And like, yeah, more, more of it, sure. And Bring now he's, uh, he's sold Star Trek to uh, Star, Star Trek, Trek, Star oh Wars. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he can Whoa. sell Star Trek. That was a, he's that good of a salesman. <laughs> he sold Star Trek. <laughs> Everyone, like, didn't look too closely <laughs> at the, the George Lucas sideshow. Go around. <laughs> Step right up. Buy the Star Trek. <laughs> I don't know the kids, but come on. But now Star Wars yeah. is uh, now a Disney franchise, and they're going to be making like a bunch more movies yeah, yeah. remember when uh, originally I, there people are saying like star wars is a nine movie franchise and then and at some point luke said did i say nine no i meant six it's always been six did i say nine or six it's, of course it's six it's six movies maybe now it's nine i don't know it could be nine now I, it's in my head i know <laughs> you're not in my head it's probably it's gonna good be george like lucas 15 when it's yes. all said and done <laughs> Those things are going to be cash cows for Disney for a long time. There are a lot of unanswered questions after The Last Star Wars. That's right. I need to know what happens next. (laughs) (laughs) I I need to get some more backstory on the Gungans. What's going on with Jar Jar's? (gasps) Gungan style. Has anyone done that? Yes. There's actually actually this pretty funny, funnier die video where it starts out the first two minutes like like legitimate parody of... That's a hilarious video, yeah. ...of... uh, of, of Gangnam style, Gangnam yeah. style, and then all of a sudden, like it cuts, and the guy's like, "What am I doing with my life?" But it's <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah, here's the answer to the question: If you ever wonder if any parody has been done, yes, yes, <laughs> I've, I've given up Google. I used to think I'd get, get an idea for a parody, and I think, hmm, I wonder if anybody's had this idea. Mm, yes. Oh, it's, that's uh, that, horrible. See, that's the, that's the time I, I live in now. It's like I, I'm certainly not unique. There's 10 million people on YouTube doing parodies. So uh, having you're a, weird, also mow them over. Well, that's that's what I do. <laughs> It's kind of a and thing. And I have to think that like every other person you meet on the street is like, I've got an idea. Oh, you, you could have it. That's the bane of my existence. Yep. Oh, my yeah, gosh. For 20 years. Are like, there any right. that you remember being particularly interesting? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny that like people think that like, okay, it's like what you do, right? So like would somebody walk up to like a baseball player and be like, Hit the ball! Here's what you can do. <laughs> throw the ball to you. Here's, what you should, here's how you should swing it. I know how to swing. Thank you. That's I what think I that's do. Anyone in comedy or music, everybody that knows them has like a an idea of like what they would want to do. That they're just like, that's my million dollar idea, yeah. and I'm gonna give it to you. You lucky they, dog. They, they hold on to this thing. Stuff they thought of in third grade. Like right. if I ever run into Weird Al, <laughs> I have to tell him my thriller parody idea. It's golden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's something worse too than like when you get introduced to somebody and they say like, oh Cole's in comedy or whatever and then it's always like oh say something funny and do like that joke. whole thing do a joke or you get relatives who are like you should go on go on Leno like it's just like that simple <laughs> oh sure I'll yeah. call up Jay yeah. and, you know. oh that's a good idea hey, can I come on on Thursday yeah. <laughs> cool I'll just do like a tight 20 yeah, I don't think they understand how it works like hey Al you should, uh, you should host Saturday Night Live <laughs> okay good well I'm free next week let's, <laughs> right. let's do this thanks Aunt Gina make a call <laughs> let me just text Lauren <laughs> oh it's good we're good alright cool I got it next week 
You should host Saturday Night Live, though. That is a good idea. (laughs) Rally, listeners. (laughs) Rally back. Write People Magazine. (laughs) Voice of the people. (laughs) And get it out there. We will petition for Al to host SNL. I love the stuff you've done with Key and Peele. Um, how did you get hooked up with them? Um, uh, Just thinking well, of Ke- good Keegan sketch comedy. Keegan a, a friend of a friend, uh-huh. and and uh, we, you know, uh, we they both agreed to be in my white and nerdy video. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I love this show. Key and Peele is so good, so funny. I think it is the smartest sketch show on TV. The, that so uh, the East West football college all stars oh, video is yeah. like one great. of my favorite things I've ever seen. I've watched it like twenty times. And you guys did that video before they had their show and everything, right? They were well, they were on Mad TV. Yeah, but not but, there. But before, yeah. yeah, way before Key and Peele. Oh man! Yeah, look at those kids. Well, look Shining at those, those kids. Those kids. You should call them. <laughs> you should say you're welcome, buddy. You are welcome. My <laughs> nerdy just like that exploded. That was huge. That was much bigger than I thought it was going to be. Do you usually have a gut about this is the one? Well, a, is it based a on slight the song's gut, popularity? Semi-gut. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I think you look great. But. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I have some idea, but it's it's usually not entirely accurate because you know, white and nerdy. I thought, oh, that's good, and you know, chameleon era popular yeah. and all that. And but I kind of thought it was a retread of. Uh, a song I'd done a few years earlier called uh, It's All About the Pentiums. Right. Like, yeah, it's sort of like the same kind of subject matter, yeah. and that didn't do so hot. I had this great big-budget music video with, with Drew Carey and all these people, and uh, that didn't go anywhere. So maybe this will do better. I don't know. And it wound up being my biggest uh, song single ever, which th- that did surprise me. Wow. I didn't know that. Holy yeah. moly. I guess it, it there's went, just it went so plat- many white It went platinum in an age when people don't really pay for music, which is pretty oh. amazing for me. Everyone can identify, you know? Uh-huh. Everyone's That's been right. there. Well, I was writing the crest well, of the nerd people. wave. Like, all of a sudden, like, that was, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that was, like, exactly when it became cool to be a to nerd. To be a nerd. Yeah. Yep. It was very in. It's a weird time in living now, guys. Yes. <laughs> Nerds are We're giving... through the looking glass, people. <laughs> Nerds are giving wedgies to football players <laughs> at school. That is tragic. Oh. Uh, well, let's do first. Okay, great. We do this every podcast. It's a different first question from life, and this ties in, I think, to you very well. Uh, what was the first parody film you were really into? Oh, well, Airplane kind of changed my, my oh. world, so I probably have to say that. Top Secret is my favorite movie, but, but Airplane was the first one that kind of really turned my head around. Did you see it a bunch of times? Was it something that you saw and you're like, I have to get into that? Like, Was it an open door for your brain? I don't know if I was like actually on, thinking that. Oh, yes, it was. It was exactly that. <laughs> and moving on. Okay. <laughs> Just yeah, those movies are pretty amazing. So good. Nobody does them like that anyway. People try, but I mean, it, well, what they do now, and it makes me crazy. It's is, reference movies. They just reference. Yeah. 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 Remember, Remember Borat? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now. Oh, there's Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> there's no joke here. We're just putting him on screen. Right. Oh, it makes me crazy. That was my first too. I mean, it was it was my parents loved that movie, so I just watched it a lot. And it's kind of like parody songs that you don't know what it's parodying. It. Mm-hmm. I just thought that movie was hilarious. And then as you watch it, when you get older, it gets better and better every time. Right. And the performance. Just or if you ever go back and actually watch the movies, they're kind of yes. setting up like it's like wow, like because most people haven't seen you know those airport films, right. zero hour, zero hour, right? Like it's they're pretty dead on when you see that, but it just holds so well on its own. It's so good, yeah. I think for me it was like it was definitely I definitely watched Airplane a lot yeah and Top Secret a lot too Latrine mm. um, I, I was act, I was actually I could probably say this now I was actually uh, going to be working on an airplane musical I was, <gasps> uh, I was partnered up with some people uh, and we we're about to do it and then uh, I ran into uh, David Zucker one of you mm-hmm. know the directors uh, and I just said hey have you heard about this airplane musical thing and he was like. I am totally against it. It Whoa. should only be a movie. I have no idea why people think that's a good idea. Like, 
Okay, I guess I'm not. Oh doing my gosh. <laughs> Yikes. All right, then. <laughs> no reason. Gotta go. Bye. Great to see you. <laughs> yeah, those movies were amazing. I think also for me, is like I was always into parody movies growing yeah. up. I just loved, loved them, loved them, loved them. But I also I got really obsessed with Hot Shots when it came out. Oh, yeah, that's the first right. one. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I was asked to write the theme song for that. I worked <gasps> on a theme song for Hot Shots, which did not get used. Oh. Aww. But you did Still do got Spy it in Hard. your back pocket. I did do Spy Hard, yes. And you directed that opening sequence? The of- opening yeah. sequence, yeah. yeah. That's Fantastic. amazing. That's what I think. She's like, I love Lizzie Nielsen, but like they started to misuse him towards the end there. Well, like, here's here's my thing with that. I mean, um, I, I I think that you know, and I could pinpoint almost exactly where it was. It was on the first Naked Gun, where Leslie Nielsen decides that he's funny, hmm. and he's so much funnier when he's just totally dead to yeah. and just playing his like yep. character from the fifties. Yeah. But as soon as he starts mugging and doing the funny faces, like, oh, Leslie, really? And it became... It know, loses still, the joke fun. of it, still, yeah. I still enjoy it, but it's just not the same joke. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like, that was what was so great about Airplane, is it was a cast totally serious straight. actors totally straight. to play it straight yes. and say uh, ridiculous things in a straight manner. And, and, you know, people, you know, they, 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 they figured out the formula in that first movie. I mean, that was yeah. the blueprint for every movie like that. And it's been really kind of uh, mangled over the years where now, it's, like you said, reference movies. It's yeah. just like, right. you know, hey, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> so even like, like Dracula Dead and Loving It was like just kind of hard to watch in spurts. There's like one funny gag in that movie that still kills me, and it's nothing to do with Love and it. it's like Peter McNichol plays Van Helsing or whatever and he's going through town and the villagers are there and he's like excuse me excuse me I'm, I'm terribly behind schedule uh, do, do you know where I can find Count Dracula and then dramatic music swells and they go Dracula dramatic music Dracula dramatic music schedule <laughs> that to me is like a perfect perfect gag I laugh at that every time I see it but yeah when they, once he started like making like him be hamming it up it just didn't really work as well anymore yeah but yeah, first hot shots. Love that movie. Saw yep. it like three times in the theater. But yeah, airplane. I've seen a million times, and it's, it's still you've seen everything up. a million times. Well, I go back and forth between UHF and <laughs> <laughs> I've seen those two movies two million. You have several counters going at <laughs> yeah. once. Yes, exactly. Oh, oh. It's a clockwork orange thing. Yeah. I have to hold yeah. my eyes open at night. Ugh. I hope it's not VHS tapes. Those take a long time to rewind. Yeah, they do. They do. I'm kind. I rewind. Good. Good. So. <laughs> All right, let's do my questions. Great. Uh, these are five questions that are just kind of some trivia about your own stuff you've worked on. So Uh-oh. let's see how well you remember this I hope stuff. I get this right. I, I can help you give okay. you clues. Okay, you'll be my lifeline. Uh-huh. I think you'll do good. Question well. One. <laughs> I think you'll do well. <laughs> Question you one. idiot. <laughs> I think Superman does good. <laughs> uh, question one. You played George Newman in the cult comedy UHF. True. Yes. Oh, you got I, it. I, I you, you're done. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. In the town talk segment, what does George find in Al Capone's glove compartment? Oh, I know this one. Roadmaps. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very thank much. You. Uh, so funny. Question two. I just love that bit. I'll be a monkey. It's okay. Uh, question two. You appeared on an episode of The Simpsons called That 90s Show, performing the song Brain Freeze, which is a parody of the song Shave Me by Homer's Band. What is the name of Homer's Band? Uh... It's, it's, it's something gasm. Yep. It's um. Uh, mm, mm, <laughs> I think you know the answer. It's a small, more, more, gasm. Sad gasm. Sad gasm. <laughs> Sad we would be so good at taboo. <laughs> <laughs> They're just making noises. I don't know, I don't know what's going on. Uh, do we, is the round over? Uh, question three. 
Uh, your first official music video is Ricky, a parody of Tony Basil's Mickey, who played Lucy in the video. That was Tress McNeil. It was. That was one of her first jobs in L.A. She uh, she answered an ad that we put in Variety asking for a, L- a Lucille Ball sound-alike. Two people answered the ad, and one of them was Tress McNeil, oh my who gosh. was gone on to become like, like voice of a legend. Voice of a legend, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, Simpsons, Futurama. She, she's amazing. Woo. Uh, question four in the video for Fat, a brilliant send up of Michael Jackson's bad. What chocolatey treat are you offered, yo? Ding dong. Thank you. Thank you. Yo, ding dong, man. Ding dong. Ding dong, yo. <laughs> Love it. Uh, question <laughs> five. My favorite line of dialogue I've ever written, I think. <laughs> it says it all. It says it all. It's and the it's perfect I line of dialogue. <laughs> and he, that guy delivers it yeah. pretty amazingly. Yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, question five. In the video for You Don't Love Me Anymore, an original song in the style of Extremes More Than Words, what iconic crooner has a run-in with a bear trap? These are so easy. I know. Uh, that, would, that would be Robert Goulet. It would be Goulet. Yes. I, re- I received a Christmas card from him and his lovely <gasps> wife Vera every single year after that. Oh Still my god! It's like them in tuxedos, like the beautiful color oh, picture of them. Of course, like, it is the Goulets. Christmas from the Goulets. <laughs> oh, I want to be a Goulet. That's, that, that's one of my favorite originals of yours, by the way. Oh, thank you. Good. If you don't mind John, me asking, what's this agrees. poisonous cobra doing in my underwear drawer? <laughs> <laughs> they used that song for a commercial in the UK, like years and years ago, for some energy drink. Oh, I'm right. not sure why Whoa, or so how weird. that tied in, but like, I'll take the check. Yeah, sure, thank you very much. Go right, Get it out there. Rawr, and I love in the video too that you just never play the guitar. You're I know. Always about to. I cracked up so hard because <laughs> I'd never seen the video until last night, and I was laughing so hard. That was my favorite. The video, the guitar going down. <laughs> yep. And that was that was a real like nice guitar that I smashed at the end, and we. Oh. Because you know it's supposed to look like the guitar in the in the extreme video, I guess, uh, and we didn't want to like you know switch it out with a fake one at, at the end because then it would be obvious. So I was smashing like this thousand dollar guitar. Oh my god! I was like, okay, this has to be one take, and I'm smashing it, and it's not breaking. So you'll see me like going on for like half a minute, like smash, smash you, you gotta smash. This is the only take. It's gotta smash. It's even better though. <laughs> So the real fish and the real guitar. Mm-hmm. You are method. I'm all about real. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, it's time for my Keep questions. Keep questions. My dude. questions are harder. Uh-oh, you okay. ready? And very different. I don't know. Okay. Have you ever met an Olsen twin? That is a good question. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I want to say no because that's probably true. Why would true. you want that? Because it's true. That's why <laughs> I I'd want to say that. I want you to that. say yes. Um, Okay. If, if I have, you know, I, I'm sure I've met people that I can't remember meeting them, but I don't have any, any you would actual remember. memory. I would remember There's that. There's two I? of them. Two of them. All, always together. <laughs> yeah. Inseparable. Oh, Unless you feed them after midnight, then there's... <laughs> I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to say no, I have not, but if any of the Olsen twins happen to be listening, <laughs> call now. <laughs> prove me wrong. Oh, hello, Mary-Kate. <laughs> I've got you right where I want you. I've been waiting for someone to ask for them to call in so I could get their phone numbers. I have met most of the house, a uh, cast of full house not the so Olsen. sadly not the Olsen twins. yes oh my gosh I need Met them to DJ complete Tanner? my collection <laughs> <laughs> he keeps the cast of Full House in a basement yeah. <laughs> just in Full case basement. he just in case <laughs> needs them make some accordion music for you <laughs> finally okay here's my next question um, if you could hijack any current ish tour um, like any current 
touring mus- musicians tour. It doesn't have to be right now. Like fish is like an ish tour. Is that yeah, what you mean? Yeah, anything ending with ish. I <laughs> think any, it's only going to be fish, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm really pigeonholing okay. you. Um, you get to pick anybody, and then you get to use their sets, their costumes, and dancers. Uh-huh. Who would you hijack? Oh, I'd, I'd have to go with Gaga, I think. Yeah. I mean, she's got a lot of costumes and Most sets. That'd be on. fun. That'd be I'm fun. I, you know, and I wear most of her, her costumes in my own private life. Right. Not on stage so far. <laughs> but it would just be fun to finally come out on stage. It's and, time to let you know, that freak out. You know? I can't do that. I think the little monsters would be supportive, too. Like That would be the crowd that if you came out instead of her, they'd be like, she's behind this. You know what? I, I did something similar to that, uh, you know, again, 20 years ago. But I, I found out that never really works. It sounds good on paper. No, because I toured with the monkeys in oh, 1987 yeah. and uh, the last show of the tour we're playing the Greek in Los Angeles and you know Michael Nesmith was not touring with him because he was at home spending his liquid paper money right uh, <laughs> and uh, so they thought oh it'd be funny if you like you know put on the monkey's outfit and put on like fake sideburns and the wool cap and came out at the end and people would go nuts and I'd say alright well sure that sounds fun and of course I walk out on stage and they do in fact go nuts for like five seconds and they're like that's weird Al boo get off the stage you faker <laughs> you faker <laughs> you, you bamboozled us <laughs> foul I cry foul, foul. I cry. <laughs> okay so it did not go over well so note to everyone that's thinking of hijacking a tour <laughs> don't do that it can get rethink ugly that. rethink that hijacking thing this is a game called Back in Time, baby. Oh, yeah, and I, I made like it up. That. That's sassy. 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 Yeah. sassy. Sassy game. Shut up and drive. Um. <laughs> I think that's inappropriate, Rihanna. Seriously. For a movie like for that. Babies. Think of context. <laughs> okay. If you could mommy, go- mommy, shut up and drive. Where did you hear that? Rick and Ralph, I don't okay. Get out of the car. <laughs> I'm writing a letter to people. <laughs> Kudos to Rick and Ralph on ruining my life. Um. I mean that. Ironically. <laughs> XOX pissed off in Pomona. People, people are like, I don't know what she means now. Just print it. She print seems it. like she's happy, then she seems like she's not happy. Send it to press. <laughs> okay, so if you could go back in time yes. to yourself. And I can. Whoa. Well, I've said too much already. We had no idea, first of all. The podcast would have been very different if we'd known about the space time continuum thing. Well. Okay, you go back to yourself in the most awkward year of your adolescence and take yourself on a day long date anywhere. What would you do? Oh, I probably have like a breakfast burrito, uh, first of all. Those are good. Those are, uh, those are keep delicious. It, full keep it full the whole it. day, really. <laughs> what I do. Um, like, like I, but I'm still in, in whatever age I'm at, and, and that... But, like, crazy Uncle Al comes to town, and you get to just treat that kid that is you all day long. Wow. You know, everybody asks me that question. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is tired. Well, I, I think certainly we'd go to the Madonna Inn oh. and, and, you know, spend the whole day in the urinal. <laughs> just peeing, peeing, peeing. It would be a real bonding thing, I think. <laughs> and then we go to Bubblegum Alley, stick some bubblegum on the wall. We'd be, we'd be done. That's a after, day. How do, you, how do you top that, really? Everything now you need that, a dinner burrito. <laughs> dinner burrito, ties it back in, bookends it. Lunch burrito in between, and we're done. <laughs> and we're done. What did you do today? I got to pee with myself all day long. What does that even mean? You lucky little guy. I'll accept that answer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, you've angered a wizard. Uh-oh. And he's going to give you a choice between two punishments. You must either drink out of the fire hose whenever you need liquids for the rest of your life. Okay. It's the only way you can be parched. And right. it will come at the same velocity as it does in the film. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. Or spin the wheel of fish whenever you want to eat and 
that's how you eat for the rest of your life. Fish off the wheel of fish. Fish off the wheel. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, this is really testing my vegetarianism. I, I think I'm going to have to... Gosh, that's tough. Would you go back on your vegetarianism for a wizard? Because for you don't want to get your shirt wet. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I have to drink from the fire hose. I think. I think you made. The and right I, I think you know. I think besides that, I think it would be a good exfoliating experience. Yeah. Because my skin would You'd be look really so my fresh, yeah. cleaned sure. out, hydrated, no blackheads. Oh gosh. I think you know. In fact, that I think, sound I think half even bad. though the wizard is not involved in my life currently, I think maybe <laughs> from now on I will in fact drink from the fire hose. <laughs> Just start off every day with a good fire. <laughs> Now that I'm thinking face. about it, like, what was I thinking all this time? <laughs> Honey? You dummy with that water bottle. <laughs> okay. This is your last question. Oh, good. And I'm sure you've gotten it a million times, so I apologize. But I heard that your next directorial project is an episode of Homeland where you're making a cameo. And I was just wondering if you could give us any details on that. Like, what's your character going to be and what's going I'm really excited okay. about it, you obviously. Know, I, I think the people at Showtime would probably be upset with me even talking about this because I have to keep things a secret. So if, if you're... You should probably stop the podcast right now and just wait until this shows up in, on your DVR and okay. watch the episode. I yeah. think they'll understand. They're showtime. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They know I love we've got a, a show, show to put on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I wind up being a Adrian Brody's wacky next door neighbor. <laughs> I never saw that coming. I never saw that. Coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and I walk in on him, and he's like, you know, doing like this secret CIA kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, and he's like, typical. what? <laughs> and he You're looks like, at me, and he's like, oh, I came by with some quiche. Na 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 na. Homeland. Yeah. Homeland. <laughs> Just take this quiche, Jess. Take this quiche. You answered all the questions correctly. Yay. <laughs> you got close with that last one. That's but that was right. That's right. That's the right answer. It's the correct answer. Uh, you have a show on the, on the Nerdist Network. Uh, yeah. Did I say Adrian Brody? What a- you did. It worked for me, though. I love The character's him. Brody, so that's fine. <laughs> I, but but I, think, I think that is the, that's the switch I forgot to tell you about. They're actually substituting uh, the, well, the actor that plays Brody with Adrian season. Brody and hoping nobody notices. It's like, it's like Bewitched. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's it's a different Darren. Dick, but yeah, it's okay. We'll pretend this, this is the same Samantha's guy. the same that's what counts. <laughs> <laughs> They've also replaced uh, Carrie with Adrian Brody, too. <laughs> so he's playing all the roles a la Eddie Murphy. They're, they're replacing uh, uh, Carrie with uh, Sissy Spacek, who played uh, Carrie in the movie. That's right. <laughs> it's a very Norbit homeland. It's a, a very Norbit homeland. <laughs> Finally, we've all been clapping. That's their Christmas for it. special that's coming up. I can't wait. I don't know when that show jumped the shark, but I think it's this episode. It might be when Adrian Brody came on the cast. I was like, yeah, I wasn't quite yeah. sure where they were going with that. Then they added the Great Gazoo. Fonzie jumped over a shark on a motorcycle. I don't know. Gazooed it up. Gazooed what will be Homeland's Gazoo moment. <laughs> Every show has one. Uh-huh. Every great show has one when it pushes its boundaries. A gazoo moment. Even movies. Like anytime in a theater when I think they've reached it, I yell, gazoo! <laughs> and everyone's like, yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, we can't argue with that. <laughs> yes. Um, Golf clap. I'm going to do that when they show the baby in the new Twilight movie. <laughs> gazoo! Gazoo! Twilight fans will love you. Let's see what they do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. Uh, well, thanks for coming on, Al. Um, th- you do have a show on the Nerdist Network. Uh, and that's face where our show is, too. Al. That's where our, our podcast lives. Yes. And it currently resides. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of related. Yay! Uh, the show is super hilariously funny, too. Yes. So do you just you just take this 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 basically found footage and then just ride around it, right? As far as you know, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Um, so these actual interviews, and these talent, it's really funny. People should check that out. Yes, um, please. You can follow Al on Twitter too. You are on, on you the can. Twitter, right? You can stalk me. That's right. Uh, at Al Yankovic. That would be right. it. Yes, that's right. Uh, I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. And my social security. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> say that for the, for, the, for the social security bot. Security bot. All right. Uh, and the podcast is at PMC Podcast. Yay. Thank you so much for being here. It was a delight. Oh yay! Yay! Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening everybody hi subscribe to the pop my culture podcast on itunes check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on twitter at pmc podcast thanks for listening